You're now listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Randless Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. Uh, my AKA for today is... Um, if you still eating leftovers, that's your business, and I ain't got nothing to do with it. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's not shade. It is literally just not my food, not my place. So I don't need to have an opinion on it. Um, and as usual, I'm joined by my friends and my co-hosts. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's Candace, not so newlywed PC on all social media. Um, you know, my AK today is your mama is a ho ho ho. And um Tell yeah, if me. you I if you are still eating leftovers, uh God bless you on your toilet. Um, that's your business. Have the mud butt you deserve, you know. That that's between you and your you and your toilet god, you know. Um as usual, our third amigo is here. Hey Adrian. Hey y'all, this is Adrian, aka a lot of y'all niggas got exposed on this Friday. It was Black Friday for real with these lawsuits. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. So <laughs> you not a single lie was told. Um, you know, first of all, I know every so as a whole, I am very pessimistic as well about hip hop's day of reckoning because um, as we can see with the Diddy stuff, it's well known amongst the, the industry that he's a fucking terrible human being. And yet nobody has ever said, I'm not working with this awful ass nigga. Um, so while I don't think very much will come from it criminally, I do hope that the victims are at least compensated for the years of pain and anguish they've had to suffer to, because I, somebody fucking harming you and you you have to see in real time them continue to progress and succeed and have a great life and be financially stable and be touted as amazing and they are fucking terrible so if no criminal charges can come from from these lawsuits at the very least these women deserve compensation and men if there are any male victims that come up in these lawsuits also, it's not lost on us that a lot of those lawsuits taking place in New York are against New York State prisons. Yep. Not lost on us. And I just want to remind people, it is it is legally considered rape for prison workers, prison guards, and whoever else to engage in sex with inmates. By law, inmates cannot consent to sex with prison workers. There needs to be a day of reckoning, period. But hip hop is very down bad, and um, it just—I don't need you. Don't even know what to say because there is quite literally no man in hip hop that I don't think has not done something sexually inappropriate to a woman because it is the status quo and it is the norm. But Aaron Hall need to go to fucking jail. Oh, he need to go to hell. He already looked like. He is a nasty, terrible, disgusting motherfucker. And I hope one day Gloria Velez gets the help that she needs to properly heal because that is a situation 
where everybody involved down to her goddamn parents and family needed to, they need to be in jail too. Mm-hmm. Aaron Hall made a baby with that woman when she made a baby with that. She was a girl at the time. Aaron Hall got Gloria Velez pregnant when she was 17. He was 31. He started messing with her when she was 16. Gloria Velez said that the hip hop, the rap scene in Miami, they used to come to the teen clubs looking for teenage girls. They used it as their playground. I believe every word of it. Yeah. There's a reason that why back in the day, um, Aaron Hall, uh, it was like a beef that Aaron Hall had with R. Kelly. And I remember people, you know, older than me at the time who knew more of the situation saying, well, that's just trash taken out itself. Two birds of a feather. Yeah, there's there is video footage of Aaron Hall bragging about being nastier than R. Kelly. Let that sink in. Yep. <sighs> yeah. I uh, one one more thing that happened on Black Friday that uh that is a positive is that uh Derek Chauvinot got stabbed in prison on Black Friday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one is he again? Uh, the one who uh, was convicted of killing George Floyd. Did they kill him or they just stabbed him up a little bit? They just stabbed him up a they little just stabbed bit. Him up. He's still fucking alive, sadly. Oh, where the real shooters at? What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, you're not wrong. Hey. At all. Hey, listen, maybe let me not say that. <laughs> mm-hmm. This ain't behind the paywall. Yeah, this ain't behind the paywall. That's why I stopped myself. <laughs> I don't, want, I don't want no people showing up at our house. <laughs> that was a legal counsel moment. <laughs> hey. Hey. Remind hey, me so, in two weeks. <laughs> so listen, we we finna go play in the snow um, real quick. Uh, well, before then, Reunion I, before we get to that, I want to say Something in my spirit is telling me there is a Nini returning to Bravo on the horizon because she is spending too much time with current housewives from different franchises. Mm. And during BravoCon, Andy basically said, uh, you never know what could happen when they asked about a Nini Bravo reunion. And now it appears Nini is back following the Real Housewives pages, the housewives and so on and so forth. So I think we better really keep our ear to the streets. Um, It would not surprise me if not maybe this upcoming season, but the next, if we see Nene return to real housewives of Atlanta, because they've done everything they possibly could and they cannot get the chemistry right amongst the girls. And to me, the missing piece of the puzzle whether you love her or hate her, is Nene Leakes. She's very, she has a very polarizing personality and you can love to hate her or hate the lover, um, but she is the glue. She I, is the, she is the glue. I don't know if I see her like coming back doing a show herself, but I can see her having a hand and maybe like behind the scenes of production. Cause I just harken back to that interview that she had where she was, you know, very transparent about the fact that, you know, reality TV has taken a toll not only on herself, but also, like, her family, like, with her son and stuff. And, like, some of the issues that she pointed out about the current shows, 
you know, that we all agree with. Like you said, there's no chemistry. They honestly have too many old heads. Like they haven't like cultivated a new, you know, a, a, a new cast, you know, a fresh, you know, fresh enough faces that we would, you know, care about to see. So I could see her maybe being in something like that role, if not, you know, on a show herself, which I think yeah. she would be really good at. I think she, I think Nene would have a knack for recognizing talent and cultivating talent. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. But we'll see, though. We will see. She was in uh, Dubai hanging out with Lisa from Real Housewives of Dubai. And she was with Cynthia as well, which um, her and Cynthia seem to have, you know, re rekindled their friendship and, and put their differences aside. And I'm not at all upset about that. No so. No, I'm not. I'm not surprised at all. So, you know, that's 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 cool. Um, I mean, I got to be honest when it comes to the black Real Housewives franchises uh, without the groundwork that Nene and the, the ladies of um, Atlanta, the OG ladies of Atlanta, you probably don't end up with a Potomac. Um, mm. You know, Atlanta was a, a force to be reckoned with. So um, I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, she made her way back to Bravo in some capacity is what I will say. Uh, but speaking of housewives, we go to Salt Lake City and they have filmed the reunion for Salt Lake City. And our good girl, our good sis Monica is sitting first chair. As she should. Because what I heard Cause she carried the season. season on her fucking back yeah, and it's bit. still carrying it on her back. Yeah, I mean, for better or worse, she was, she is the season, for better or worse, because I'm going to be real with you. I kind of don't care about nothing else unless Monica have all of them. I'm going to be real with you. Yeah, yeah. Like, nothing else was interesting. No, Nobody else really, like, had a storyline worth a damn. Like, nobody really dived into, <laughs> dived into the snow, to, you know, to show anything worth a damn, you know. And again, I just keep harping back to it. There are, like, again... The fact that Whitney and her husband are dealing with a whole ass loss. Like, now, uh, listen, I'm sorry. And this is not to, I guess, like give Jen Shaw and Coach Shaw credit. However, at the same time, nigga, they was, Jen was whole ass indicted. And we seen that shit on the cameras, or at least as much as we could see. Yeah. Like, we saw that shit in real time. So say what you want about Jen. She was open about that shit. She probably didn't have a choice, but she was open about that shit. We saw that shit. Whitney and her husband going through a whole ass similar thing, and it's mums the world. We up here with some bullshit about, oh, why Mary doesn't want to be my friend. Bitch, Mary don't like you. Ain't never yep. liked you. Like, get, get to the root. Get to the meat and potato. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, so, I feel like in this episode, first of all, while you're y'all having a pioneer luncheon in, what in the what in the, what the in the of hell. yeah what in the slave owner hell is going on here first and foremost that's the the first thing um the next thing is monica i need you to get a fucking grip you have gone toe-to-toe -to -toe with lisa multiple times at this point bitch of course she is going to kick you off the wagon first who in their right mind would kick somebody off the wagon that they like versus a bitch that they've been arguing with in every fucking scene now? 
you and Lisa have quite literally been going at it since the trip to Palm fucking Springs and she lost her goddamn ring and you picked it up and pawned it. Which? You picked it up and pawned it. Which? You picked it up and pawned it. Which, that's how you, I'm sorry, but that's how you know Lisa a white woman because let that would have been a black woman. <laughs> you, you, you pick up a pawn a black woman ring and see what the fuck That's no would have. That's no would have been. Let me not say that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I got some family members that would have made that snow a different color. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Hell, not even family members. I got I got some I got some friends on this damn show with me that let you touch their ring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> like I I. I like I like Monica, don't get me wrong, and y'all know how I feel about Lisa. But but my God, did you really think she was not gonna throw you off the wagon first? Like, let's be fucking for real here. Let's be very serious here. She 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 stick to the script. I give her that. She play it up. I give her that. Absolutely. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's one Lisa, of those things. Monica talk about. Oh, you're so nasty, Lisa. Lisa, like, yeah, I'm honest. So, I mean, there's that. Like, well, I, I mean, she honest now because the North remembers, but still. So then Heather is like, "Oh, we're going on a trip to uh, Bermuda for Monica's birthday," and Monica's still crying. Talking about, I'm not going. I'm not going. Y'all hurt my feelings. And it's just like, give it a fucking break. You gotta love, you gotta love a motherfucker that came with that that started a rumor about somebody's someone's husband's infidelity and sexuality. Talking about you hurt my feelings. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, I like you, Monica, but if you gonna be a dishing it ass bitch, you need to be a taking it ass bitch too. You, you don't you don't you don't get to be a victim and a villain. You know how we feel about those over here at Ratchet what, Ramblings. What, what? You cannot be a victim and a fucking villain. Either you gonna either you gonna be Jen Shaw 2.0 or you're gonna be mild and mannered and not rock the boat. Hey, you come on, bars. <laughs> come on, bars. <laughs> okay. Listen, if you're gonna fuck around, fuck around expeditiously. Your feelings is not no motherfucking hurt. You you been starting shit since you got on the goddamn show. Cut it the fuck you, out. You know what you know what it is, Candace. It just hit me. It just hit me. She's she's Tiffany, but more dramatic. <laughs> she's a more dramatic Tiffany. Which I can't wait till we get there. Cause, I, yeah, because mm-hmm. I, I I got some opinions. <laughs> um. So before we go, because there wasn't too much that went on, I want to talk about Monica. Uh, Monica apologized for calling Lisa ugly. <laughs> talk about hurt people, hurt people. Girl, shut <laughs> up. Anyways, um, th- this is the other side of Monica that I like and is that she's very transparent about her upbringing, both her issues with her mother how she doesn't know her father because she said when her father left them, her mother basically destroyed anything relating to her father. And she pretty much doesn't know anything about him. Doesn't know what he looked like. Doesn't know his name because her mom won't tell her. And to me, like that's the kind of shit that makes Monica's mother an evil villain in Monica's life. 
because if Monica wanted to try to have a relationship with her dad when she was old enough, as a parent, you don't get to you don't get to stop that, especially once Monica's an adult. Yes, you can control that when they're a child, especially if the dad if the parent is on drugs or he's abusive or he's an awful person. But as an adult, Monica should have been able to decide if she wanted to look for her father and pursue a relationship with him. Her mother purposely and with intention making sure that could never happen is fucking awful like even if she doesn't have a picture at the very least she knows that man's name birthday social security number and his last known location of where he was at that absolutely in 2023 would be enough information for monica to look up her father if she wanted to and then you know monica talks about you know taking her child and leaving when she saw that her first um when she saw that her first husband uh was addicted to oxycodone and she took her daughter and left and things like that and just, just the nature of the beast Got, put put them put yourself first put them kids first a lot of women don't a lot of women sit around and let they let their kids be subject to you know addiction and abuse and every everything else so kudos to Monica for that. And then her her second husband slash ex-husband adopted her daughter. And so, you know, like I said, I enjoyed that. Basically, Monica really doesn't have anything to lose as with this being her first season. She's not incredibly rich. So her businesses, her finances are not on the line by being her authentic self. And if anything, her being herself and her being transparent, she has all but secured that re that contract renewal for next season with that first chair. Yeah. I mean, she's been the season for better or worse. She has been the season. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I like that for her. I like that. She's giving the girls a run for her money. Um, they, you know, it sounds like she's been, she's being seen as the evil villain amongst the girls. So I'm looking forward to the reunion. Uh, Monica did her big one. She was a great addition to the show. To me, there's no reason for Mary to come back next season. She she didn't contribute even an eighth of what Monica did. She didn't contribute. She didn't even contribute as much as she did when she was a full time member. Yeah, <clears throat> agreed. Like she so. really like the what what no what the the highlight. Now, granted, it was a good highlight because it was funny, but the the highlight was her telling Heather that she got a wide back and that she looked inbred. <laughs> Which was funny, but like that's it. Yeah, like we heard yeah. we heard a fraction of every, some things not being right at home in the household of Mary, and nothing else. And see, that's what I'm saying. It's like they have stuff going on, but they either briefly gloss over it or they don't talk about it and delve in it at all. Meanwhile, you got Monica over here again for better or worse, heaven or hell, bearing her whole goddamn soul, and she got the head chair of the reunion. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's it's deserved. Yeah, very so, deserved. I'm I'm gonna be real. I don't know how you feel about it, Candace, but if this don't make Andy step step it, um, make these girls step it up and actually like bear it all, like like Monica did, uh, the snow might have to go, or at least get put on the back burner. Cause I'm a, cause I cared about nothing other than what Monica had going on this whole season. Um, I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. Um, I do think the um, what they discussed with Angie K, I think that was very important and integral in how 
a lot of women lose themselves in motherhood and they forget other aspects of who they are as women. Um, they lose themselves in motherhood. They lose themselves to being a wife. Um, in this case, Monica, I mean, Angie says she puts everything into being a mother. And as a, as a result, she feels disconnected from her marriage and disconnected from herself. And that's not uncommon. Um, we seeing that with Tiffany right now. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not, it's not uncommon at all. But my issue here is with Sean is if you feel a disconnect from your wife, because you see that she is throwing herself, you know, head first into being a mother and not making time for herself. And as a result, not making time for y'all as a married couple to connect intimately why aren't you doing things to lighten her load? That, that, that'd be the, that, that'd be the kicker for me. You, Your wife is telling you she wants to reconnect. She feels disconnected and you feel very similar, but yet you don't want to do anything to make it so that y'all can reconnect. And to me, that is the that is one of the things, like when people talk about how marriage doesn't benefit women, this is an example of it. A husband can see an issue and he'll feel like, well, it, oh, shit, I, I'm not the reason we disconnected. I'm not the, you know, if she want to, then she should. And Versus, hey, what what can we do to center ourselves and, and, and spend some time focusing on our marriage and our friendship and our intimacy as husband and wife? He don't give a fuck because he probably out there sucking and fucking and eating and beating whoever. Like them rumors are saying, you don't give a fuck what Angie got going. He getting his dick wet and that's what matter. I don't foresee if Angie and Sean stay on the show, I feel like at some point they're going to announce their separation and their divorce. That's what I feel about that. I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. So let's just keep our, our, our ear to the streets on that. Uh, but that's it for Salt Lake City. Y'all want to go to Potomac or y'all want to go to Atlanta? I'm fine with some. Okay. Um, uh, listen, you light skinned, light eyed, bucket head bitches are not going to beat those colorist allegations by bringing Aneka on this show to argue and fuss and fight with Wendy and use their African cultures and things like that to do it. It's still right there. There was no reason. Why, uh, Ashley, you're not even mulatto. You are a musty. <laughs> you're not even 50-50. You're like 75-25. <laughs> Cause Sheila got some white in her. In Sheila mulatto and you're a musty. <laughs> mulatto and musty. Right in there. <laughs> Battle of Eminem. You're 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 a musty. You are 25% black. There was no reason for you to have any type of discussion with Aneka about things pertaining to African culture, all to kick up shit with Wendy. I love, I said this in the pregame, and I'm going to say it again. I love how the solution for trying to beat the colorism allegations was to compound xenophobia on top of the colorism allegations. You got to love the strategy. Like, I... <laughs> I just have truly been sitting here like wondering what what was the purpose in all of that? 
what was the reason for it? Miss shenanigans, clownery. And it, it, it's sad because, again, this is the playbook. This is the Potomac playbook. The Potomac playbook is light-skinned light skin women make the dark-skinned girls fight, pull the strings. And unfortunately, it's like the dark-skinned girls fall for it damn near every time. I do not understand it. And it makes me sad. Especially with all the hell that the light skin was got going on in their lives. Like, let's dive into that instead of trying to have dark skin on dark skin violence. And and instead of na- in a nasty way discussing very sensitive issues pertaining to African culture. I just, you know, it to me it just makes absolutely no sense. Um, Aneka, you're trying to have a moment and Again, I, I can tell this is very intentional. Robin, your nasty, yuck mouth, uh, community dick-loving ass was fiending to try to get some scoop and some tea on Wendy. And again, 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 you are crossing boundaries by trying to insert yourself into things related to Wendy's personal and familial life. And this is why I don't fuck with you because you have been crying and, and boohooing and bitching about people having so much to say about Juan's public misdoings, shit that he's getting caught doing publicly, yet you don't feel a way you did it when you and Wendy fell out, bringing up the fact that, bringing up rumors about Eddie possibly cheating and that's why she got her breast and her butt done and this, that, and the third. Now you're doing it again listening to some bullshit from Ineka about Wendy's mom and their spirituality and their religion and, and things like that. Nobody put no fucking voodoo or no hex or no bad juju on you. Juan is a fuck nigga and you are a fuck bitch who is married to a fuck nigga and y'all didn't have fuck nigga kids. There is no way y'all are raising well-rounded children and y'all are both terrible fucking people. Y'all are terrible fucking people. Every chance you get to stick your foot in this lady's personal business, you do it and you don't even have proof. You don't even have facts. You stick your foot and your nose in Wendy's personal life with fucking allegations and rumors. Whole time, there are receipts on your husband putting his dick everywhere but between your vagina. He putting his dick in every pussy but yours. Mm. I feel like me and Adrian just over here just just doing the church the, the church fan wave right now. Because what else can Jada say? When she right, she right. She on one. Candace, Candace is on one. Ain't nothing else to say. True. And, and what's even worse is not only do he cheat all over you with people close to home and with motherfuckers who are clout chasers, he also aids... And, and young male, ath- black male athletes being fucking harmed, sexually harassed, blackmailed, sexually assaulted, and every fucking thing else, and he shuts up about it. Mm. It don't, I don't give a fuck what you think Wendy's mama did to you. Your husband is doing it. Your husband is the, is the one that's sabotaging your life. Your husband is the one making you look like a fucking fool. Your husband is the one that's unemployed. Your husband Mm. is the one who couldn't coach his way out of a goddamn paper bag. 
Your husband is the problem. If anybody is fucking your life up, it's Juan fucking Dixon. Mm. Mm. Wendy's mama ain't got shit to do with it. Wendy's mama don't got to even waste time putting no bad juju on you, invoking the spirits, or calling on the ancestors. The nigga you sleep in the same house with is doing it easier than Wendy's mama ever could. I was about to say here, the evil spirit is one. One is your bad juju. He's doing all of the dirty work. Nobody got to step a foot in that shit because that motherfucker can't even respect you enough to cheat with bitches who don't run their mouth. He don't even have enough common fucking sense to get a lawyer and have these bitches signing NDAs so that if they run their fucking mouth, y'all can sue the goddamn pants off of them. One mm. is your problem. And you make excuses for it. You make excuses for it. Just pathetic and an all-around fucking loser and want everybody to be as miserable as you. Well. And that I'm... could, let this be your first and last seat, please. Because I can't stand no supposedly educated, well-rounded, black, dark-skinned black woman let no no fucking mulattoes pull their fucking strings. There is no reason. And you're a fucking liar, bitch. Because when we were first introduced to you, you said you met Wendy at a concert and she was cool. Then you turned around and said Wendy was nasty to you. Which one is it? Is it Uchiwali or is it one Mike? And if she was nasty to you, why not have a conversation? Not why not have a sidebar woman to woman and see what the disconnect was, or if maybe it was a miscommunication. I'm sorry, Wendy's Wendy is still one of the Wendy's still gorgeous. To me, and NECA don't really hold a candle to Wendy. She just do a lot of talking and posturing and choosing to not get to know another woman that shares your cultural background versus aligning yourself with light-skinned bitches who mm. have been linked to abusers and cheaters. It says a lot about you. Oh, because Giselle, I'm not, I'm, listen, I'm finna digging your ass too. I mean, shit. Me and Adrian just got the church fans here. Go off, friend. Well, so we discussed, and I, I'm I don't have a problem walking something back when I'm wrong. The woman that came out and said that Chris Bassett, uh, she was his mistress, and they were fucking, and she seen him naked, and she had a, an abortion for him. Came out and said that she lied. She has never met him, never seen any new photos of him never had sex with him, never been in the same room with him, which makes the comments that Giselle and Robin were making, talking about they tried to tell Candace that Chris was cheating and this, that, and the third. I just want to remind y'all, Giselle tried to rekindle a relationship with Jamal Bryant, who was run out of his church for impregnating a teenage girl. That's the holy whore. <laughs> and according to the internet, that is not just a rumor. There are people who is six degrees of separation. I have a follower who knows the girl that he impregnated. Yep. Yep. It's it's something it's kind of similar to what you know you were saying about like the hip hop and like that's a that's a, a uh and what's the, the term like oh, well known secret? Yeah. A secret that's not even a secret. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's he he it's verified he's a nasty master. Yeah. yeah. Everything about to your point, like it it's just I, 
everything about both Giselle and Robin, they, the things that they, they get themselves into, the things that they try to do to the other cast members, particularly the dark-skinned ones, a lot of it is just projection when it comes down to it. I mean, even, you know, to a lesser extent, like Karen in the earlier seasons, like Giselle... Giselle and Robin both going through financial issues. They projecting their issues onto Karen. I mean, granted, Karen and Ray were kind of going through some th- some, th- some things financially, but still, you 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 get the point. Um, they unhappy in their relationships. Both they niggas is terrible. Both they niggas is cheating. They projecting that onto Karen, onto um, onto uh, onto Monique, onto onto Candace. They now they doing it. They done done it doing it to Wendy. Like so much of their storylines is just them projecting their misery, their misfortune, and their their fuckery onto the other cast. And it again, it's one of those things where, like I was saying, it makes me sad that the darker skinned women, especially the newer ones, tend to allow that type of shit and uh, allow themselves to be used as pawns and weapons and stuff. Because again, I keep saying this. It's a lot. Some of these people on these shows, they kick up so much shit because if we talking about you, then we ain't got to talk about me. Yeah. It's throwing stones from glass houses, which is yeah. even which is even sadder than Giselle's uh, case. Because, girl, y'all just got that house done and barely at that. Yep. To me, it just it just, you know, it grinds my gears that the women who are connected to the most awful men, like verifiably awful, yeah. verifiably awful. It's verified that Jamal Bryant is awful as recent as their last rekindling when he was using G- Giselle to get a check on TV. Yep. He was still sucking and fucking on members of his congregation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to the point where, because if I'm not mistaken, wasn't even like like hit the uh, uh, the daughters, they were calling that shit out them- themselves. Yeah. Because they weren't fucking with him at all. No. They were, they were actually pretty pissed that Giselle was giving it another try. Mm-hmm. Especially the oldest one. I forget her name. What's the oldest one's name? Grace. Yeah, Grace. Like Grace. Like every. I remember that shit. Every scene where it was like pretty clear and obvious, like they were forcing them to like be in the same vicinity as 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 Jamal. Like her face was like, I'll punch this thing in the throat right now. I remember that shit. Yep. So, like I said, I just feel like it's a lot of audacity on the part of the two the two out of three women who have the most disgusting partners or ex-partners. Yeah. like it's Ashley, one of those- Michael Darby has been accused of sexual assault multiple times, cheating on you multiple times. Juan has been accused of aiding and carrying out sexual assault, sexual misconduct, sexual harassment, and cheating on Robin. Jamal has been accused of getting uh, teenagers pregnant that were part of his congregation and cheating all over Giselle and playing in her fucking face. Yet these are the women that y'all sit up and listen to and allow to have opinions on these on other women's relationships. That is yeah. the craziest fucking thing ever. Absolutely like maddening to me. Yeah, like I'm... Like I, I'm no fuck that I'm not sorry like I'm like talking about somebody else's marriage when your nigga is not only a cheater but also either either an abuser and or also aiding in abuse like like that shit is insane. Yep, it's it's and it, ridiculous it's, it's, to me. It's, it's, it's actually pretty fucking wild that these motherfuckers are allowed country. Cause like you can't be like oh well don't use you know well don't use you know 
uh, how terrible their partners are to, you know, talk about them when you are literally doing that to other people. Like you can't be like, don't talk, don't you, don't use my nigga against me when your when your nigga is like actually all god awful terrible. That ain't how that shit works. It's not. It's mind, not the, mind the partner that pays you and we won't have to talk about yours. Yeah. Yep. And then the audacity of y'all to act like Wendy is some god awful demon for not inviting other women to an event she was having. Didn't y'all did wasn't y'all kikiing with Robin when she did it? Did y'all kiki? It was a she don't gotta invite her if she don't want to. That's for her kids. She get to decide who be there. Wendy gets to decide who is at things pertaining to her children. Also, speaking of Wendy, before it slipped my mind, can can I just say, bravo, Wendy. Now listen, I know it's problematic. I know. But when she called Mia Slow. <laughs> and Mia talking about oh, that you talking you. about my kid. Bitch, shut up. You is oh. slow. Yeah, because you're going to out your son, bitch. Who's to say your son wanted the world to know that he was slow? Your son didn't want nobody to know he had an IEP? But just with any, just like with anything else, she uses people and their situations to her advantage. And she don't care the cost to them. It's like when she brought her mom, who was still having addiction problems on the show. Yep. Like, so, well, I'm not a Mia fan, so... Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, I don't even I don't even understand why she's still on here. I I honestly I feel like it's a it's a it's a, a quota thing. They have to have a certain certain a certain head count and they can't get nobody else to come on. So it's like we she might as well stay. Yeah, absolutely. She um, break, you she are slow. Shit. You are your feet are big, <laughs> your skin is shitty, your money is funny, <laughs> and you had a lot to say last season about being a rich bitch, and now you're not a rich bitch anymore. And you leaving Gordon because he he poor too. Y'all two pours together. I mean, it is what it is. One thing, one thing I love about this show for Wendy is that every time one of these light skinned motherfuckers try to be funny, it blows up in their fucking face. What's the part? Every tongue that rises against me. Every all the shit that that uh, Robin had to say about uh, Wendy and why she got had plastic surgery because Eddie was cheating and it's been it's been confirmed that Robin been that, that wine been cheating all over the fucking place. He at the nail salon with it with the head coach for the girls team. He checking bitches in the hotels. He doing this. He doing that. Juan is doing everything that you tried to claim Eddie was doing. Ain't that funny? Funny, funny, funny. Y'all are, Robin is a miserable bitch. And I'm not trying to even, I mean, I, I just got to get it off my chest. People who stand for Robin and Giselle, um, they really confuse me. Because their actions, the things that they do, the, the, the people and things that they align themselves with work against the greater good for men and women. How you standing for Robin and she's married to Juan? How you standing for Giselle and she she tried to rekindle a relationship with a man who got who got a teenage girl pregnant. You know, it's just very fucking strange to me. Like Adrian said, it's strange. It doesn't make sense to me. Doesn't make sense. Speaking of not making sense, listen, uh, sweet gums. Listen, baby. Listen, oh, sugarfoot. <sighs> you just call that woman sweet gums. <laughs> 
Listen, listen, sugar gums. Listen, (laughs) you are just, uh, you are a gift that keeps giving because we discussed this in the pregame and Adrian said it best is that she enjoys that you are on this show. And I do too. I enjoy you're on this show. You are a mess. You are kind of a nightmare, but you're honest. And that is something we stopped getting from the other women on this show a very long time ago, is honesty. After the first two or three seasons of Married to Med, the girls figured out that they wanted to keep their real lives under wraps and they started feeding us bullshit. Um, You are not going to get a different version of Dr. Greg Lunsford than Quad Guy. And I want you to accept that. And I want you to live in your truth And I want you to go ahead and have that baby so that you at least can get some child support because you're not going to get a different version of Dr. Greg than what Quad got. You are quite literally, you were telling Heavenly that you are quite literally going through the same struggles that Quad endured. Dr. Greg being controlling, him being manipulative, him throwing up the fact that he has money and he pays for this and he pays for that. And newsflash, baby, you're fucking a garden gnome. He should be paying for every fucking thing. He should be taking care of home. He looks and he's shaped and he's built like Humpty fucking Dumpty. He's not doing you any favors by paying bills on a house that he had before you moved into it. He was going to have to pay the bills regardless. You at your goddamn bridal shower fighting for your life with your goddamn sister still owing $14,000 on this wedding. If he paying for everything, why is there a balance of $14,000? Am I am I the idiot here, y'all? He ain't got it. What, what, what are we talking about here? He ain't got it. He ain't got it. He's still driving that fucking Mini Cooper. He's still living in the house that Quad decorated, Quad picked. That goddamn house so goddamn outdated, I don't give a fuck how much Ikea furniture you put in it. You're not going to get a different Dr. G. He quite literally picked you because he wanted to save you, much like he he feels like he saved Quad. Let's be honest here. You and Quad don't come from backgrounds too different. Very Southern women from humble beginnings, from the sticks. He has a savior complex where once he saves you, you owe him your life and you are indebted to him. History is repeating itself. He's a controlling, chauvinistic book nigga. Don't have no baby with that man. Don't do it. Run. Don't do it. First of all, a 50 plus year old man just wanting to start out and have kids should be a red flag to you. It was the, it um, and to your point, because um, now this is a, is a bit of chatter that I've seen and I, I, I understand where it comes from, but ultimately like my foot has, has and will always be on Greg's barely existent neck for being an old nasty bastard. But to your point about like, the similarities between Quad and Sweet Tea, both of them did enjoy the, at the time, like financial security that Greg provided for them. And I don't think there's anything fundamentally wrong with that. Um, But as, you know, being with him and him being him, like I said, being a controlling chauvinistic fuck nigga, 
Um, and especially in Quartz's case, like once the control and the manipulation, the abuse, like he showed his true colors, she got out. She couldn't do it no more. And I feel like Sweet Tea is probably going to go down on a similar path. And like the problem is him. Like you can say like, oh, well, they didn't have a problem while he was paying bills. Okay, whatever. Sure. The problem is him. He is a fuck thing. He needs to be beat the fuck up. He's not going to change. He's not going to grow. He's not going to evolve. Like the fact that, and I'll never forget this. It was one thing. I think, I don't know if it was in a confessional or maybe it was a scene, but when he was so like hung up and arguing with Quad about her hangups about having children, when Quad said, motherfucker, if you treat me like this without a baby, I can't imagine what hell you're going to be when if I do get pregnant. Yeah. Like the problem is him. And it is him. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, you're right. It is him. And we saw how jealous he got when Quad started having a life and when Quad started making her own money and her own business moves outside of him. The mm. same thing is going to happen to Letitia should she have a baby. He is going to start like a, a, a tantrum-driven child who can't get their way He's not getting enough attention because all of the time and attention is going into a newborn baby. And that is going to create a rift in their marriage. Greg wants to be the center of attention. He thinks he wants a child because that is what society has ingrained into men and women. You grow up, you get a job, you become successful, you get married, you have kids, you raise your kids. Your kids have kids, you become a grandparent and so on and so forth. When in reality, some people should not have children. And to me, he is one of those people because he has the mental, the emotional intelligence of a fucking child. We saw it with how he interacted with Quad. We're seeing it with how he's treating Sweet Tea. It's just a fucking mess. Um, To add to that, Candace, I I agree with you that I think is I think he I I actually do think he like wants a child because remember when he when he was so hung up on Quad like he was bringing up that legacy talk shit with her like like I need somebody to carry on my legacy so I think it's in addition to what you were saying that he does want to be the center of attention but I actually do think he wants a child to like carry on that legacy bullshit like you said that's been ingrained in, into him and shit. But he 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 don't need that shit, Honestly, nigga. You you don't need you don't need to continue a legacy of fuck niggas. Yeah, and yeah. Lipton gonna be in for a bunch if she has a baby because he is. I can't see him being a a present father because I no. think he's gonna that's gonna fall in all oh, that's the house and stuff. I pay the bills, so Lipton, you better run the other direction. You better be like Quad. She refused to get that nigga a baby, and with good reason. I mean, here, yeah, because that was part of the fallout with Carter. We've seen it because like, he, he wanted Carter to, 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 to cook, clean, suck, and fuck. And I, he, like, remember, I remember, like, wasn't there one argument they had where, like, she, she couldn't even get this nigga to take the goddamn trash out? Yeah. She asked the nigga to take the trash out, and he got, he, he had a whole goddamn meltdown. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not lost on me that much like with Carter. None of the cast is calling into question why this damn near 60-year-old nigga is being with someone that's old enough to be his child. It ain't lost mm. on me. It was there with Quad. Like, nobody called into question, like, hey, nigga, why? And, you- and even to me, I, I feel like Quad is a little bit different because Quad is in her 40s, right? Uh, 
I can Google real quick. I mean, that sounds about right. She's in I her think 40s. Quad is in her 40s because I, while Toya gets on my fucking nerves, um, I didn't realize Toya was 47. That's, mm, a, she a good look, that's a beautiful 47. Toya is a good looking 47. She does not look like she's three years from 50. Okay, qu- yeah, Quad is 43. Quad is 43. Okay. I think Dr. G is 53. Yeah, he is. He's 53. So to me, How that's not. 50? She's 30. She says she's 31. She says she's 30. <laughs> <laughs> because she looks older than Toya. <laughs> she's 31. He's 53. 32. She's 32 now. When yeah. I think when this film. Oh, shit. Greg, 56. Oh, Greg is 56. Yeah. Come on now. You're right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Come on now. Like and, and nobody on the cast is being like, nigga. Nobody. Like that that shit ain't long. That's for a me. 25 year age gap. 24 yeah. and a half year age yeah. gap. Yeah. See, I didn't see he is my, young enough to be his adult child. Yeah. It is definitely worse than Quad because I didn't realize Quad was 40. So yeah, that that's not as bad. But this, come on now. Come on now. Now, what you always sick of is now shit. Now come on now, shit. Like th- this is fucking ridiculous. And again. All in the name of seeing, of touting up and and putting a shining light on marriage, even if that marriage is being built on fucking dysfunction. But again, like you said, Jeremy, if we put the focus on you, we ain't got to talk about our shit because it's been many moons on the show since we knew what was going on with Curtis and Jackie. Cecil and Simone couldn't even finish writing a fucking marriage book because it was taking them to such a dark place that they was talking about filing for divorce again. They had so much to say about Scott and Contessa, but at least they was transparent about their marital issues. Arguably a little too much, but yeah. Now, I will say, in my opinion, I know that Toya and Eugene have their own issues, but I do think they have the healthiest marriage of the couples on this show. Their, their biggest issue is Toya likes to spend fucking money so Eugene has to work his BMI down. Yeah. She does not have... Uh... Eugene working 42 jobs and his his BMI went from obese to normal because he, he got to work because Toya liked to spend fucking money and house hop from mansion to mansion. Yeah, she is... Uh, their biggest problem is definitely Toya trying to, keep, trying to keep up with the Joneses. But aside from that, I do think that they have a healthy marriage. Even the, even the parts where Toya complains about like sex and stuff, a lot of that has to do with the amount, how much Eugene works. Yeah. It is very hard to be intimate when you're tired. Yeah. It's one of those things where... Well, I agree with you. They have the healthiest dynamic, but even then, because I'm just like, and hey, it's not my marriage. I'm not sucking a fucking either one of these people. Uh, but they put it on my they put it on my TV screen, and I have a podcast with my friends where I can have opinions. I her 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 marriage her nigga his money what he he cool with it, whatever. But it's like maybe something in Toya's mind should click that hey. Maybe I'm part of the problem why our sex life isn't the best because my husband has to has to work a ridiculous amount of hours just to afford our lifestyle. Like I just, but hey, maybe I'm stepping out of line again. Not my marriage, not my relationship, but hey, it's my opinion. I agree. 
Cause I'm sorry, but that is fucking ridiculous. Like y'all, y'all don't need that shit, Toya. Most of the shit y'all, y'all don't need that shit. Well, hopefully her wine club does well. So you know what, Adrian, Adrian, Adrian. Nah, nah, okay. Adrian, you know what was no, cause you know what was funny about that. Adrian was being so sincere, but it's shady as all hell. How much her memberships are? I'm getting membership. For you, y'all. I'm gonna support me a black woman. Not support black business. <laughs> now, Adrian said, listen, bless her entrepreneurial heart. <laughs> That's what I get. <laughs> She's trying to do something. So maybe we can get a couple of shifts cut down for Eugene. He can live a <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you trying to say that shit and then like we weren't gonna react to it. <laughs> you trying to bozo your own in that shit. Oh god. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. Okay. You you're right. Now, <laughs> now about, last, this, about this bridal shower. First of all, Letitia, why was you having that colossal fucking meltdown in front of everybody? I would have chewed the meat off my own gums before I let all these women that I don't know like that see me have a fucking meltdown with my twin sister to boot now, Miss Mamas. What the fuck is we doing here? Which, when you add the context that we talked about in like the pregame and earlier where Heavenly was one of the biggest proponents of like bringing her on the show more or less to embarrass her, like... You put that in context and then that meltdown that she had and it's like, oh. <laughs> That's mm. exactly what it's like. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. It, mm. <laughs> bless, bless her gums. Bless her gums. Bless her gums. Put that as a potential show. <laughs> <laughs> so um, as it was Aaron and I was watching it as it was Aaron and I just... I thought we knew that the reason that Greg and Letitia were introduced to the show this season was to to create a salacious storyline where Quad was concerned, right? I thought that we all understood that. Otherwise, there was no reason to introduce these two motherfuckers to reintroduce Greg back into the fold and his 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 new wife. So there's no way that y'all thought that they were going to not have Quad pop up somewhere where Letitia was. There's no way y'all even believed that for one moment. And so this whole thing where y'all calling Quad, she pressed and she ain't had to go. And why she do that? Because production told her to. She clocking in for work, just like you have to clock in for work. And that's exactly what she said on Twitter. And when she went live, like she said, I've clocked in for work. They said, go here. We film it. Be there. Be square. And she took her ass home. Because again, what? why do we care about Dr. G and his new wife being on this show if it's not to, to create a salacious storyline with Quad? Quad walked in, giving body, very friendly. And Toya, this is the part that's getting at me. First of all, T looked like she wanted to sit down and have a conversation with Quad. She looked like she was glad to have her there and she has wanted to meet her. 
it didn't really look like they she had any issues with quiet. It, to me, it just feels like the women around them are trying to make this into a quad versus Letitia type of thing. And they're both eating into it. They're both taking digs at each other now and talking shit. And there's really no reason to. And again, the issue was great. T got the one, the man that she wanted and quad got rid of the man she didn't want. I don't see any reason why they couldn't coexist on this fucking show. So when she showed up, Toya having this meltdown, one quad to leave and shit, Toya, get a fucking grip. You are willing, you are willing to make anybody collateral damage because you got a vendetta against Quad. It's very fucking weird, especially for somebody who keeps a lot of shit going and keeps rumors going and starts shit about the other women throughout the cast. I just don't get it. And then y'all tried to blame it on Phaedra. Phaedra didn't tell uh, Quad to come to that fucking bridal shower. Andy and production did. It is what it is. I mean, pretty much. Uh, And it's one of those things where it's easy to say that Quad shouldn't have gone or she should have refused or whatever, which I can see that. Because, I mean, we've seen other situations about that where, I mean, speaking of Phaedra, I mean, hell, we know Candy literally refused to do anything or have any dealings uh, with the show if they didn't let Phaedra go. So, you know, I I understand that angle to a certain extent. Uh, However... I still do think it's quite uh, easy to say what Quark should or shouldn't have done from your couch. Yeah, I mean... Because, like, she 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 is at work. <laughs> you go try telling your boss what you is and ain't gonna do and see how that work out for you. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. I think the... I think Dr. G and Letitia's wedding episode is tonight... And I'm looking forward to this episode because they took Heavenly and Damon off the guest list and did not tell her. So they <laughs> show up, they show up to the wedding and the wedding coordinator is like, you're not on the guest list. You can't get in. And people talking about that's tacky. And no, this is how I know Sweet Tea got some, some scrap in her. She got some fight in her because Heavenly had no business being at that woman's wedding. Heavenly only wanted her on this show to see her get treated like shit by the other women and be treated as a punching bag. She been talking shit about that lady and dragging that lady for filth since episode one at the start of the season. She had no reason to want to be at that lady's wedding. She was going to be messy and nitpick that wedding. Mm -hmm. She was not going to celebrate that woman getting married to the man she loved and the man she loved getting married to her ass. That's not what this was about. So... And now you done got Dr. Damon in this mess. And Lord knows, you know, Damon don't be in nothing now. Yeah. So to me, I, I'm I'm here for it. I, I do feel like, you know, Heavenly is, Heavenly gets away with a lot amongst the girls because everybody does that. Oh, that's just Heavenly. That's just who she is. That's just Heavenly. No, well, who, well, she, she is, is fucking is malicious and she can be a piece of shit at times. When she love you, she love you. But hell, we even seen her be nasty and say nasty shit about the people she claimed to love and care for on that damn show. Quad and Jack. Quite literally all last season, her and Quad was into it because Quad, because she was talking shit about Quad. So, yes, Heavenly <clears throat> needs to get her wig snatched a little bit too this season. And if it's going to be sweet tea, I'm here for it. No, bitch, you don't have no spot at my wedding when you've been running around talking shit about me 
and it's making it back to me. Uh-uh, leave me alone now. Shit. <laughs> uh, that's it for Bravo. We're going to take a quick break, uh, and we're going to come back after the jump, and we're going to get into Love and Marriage Huntsville. We're going to get into Bell Collective because you motherfuckers... Carlos, you did your big one on some things and you did your little one on other things. And we're going to discuss it after the jump. We'll be back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. We hope y'all went and got y'all a little dranky drink, a little smoky smoke. Um, Not them leftovers. Don't go reheat that up during the break now. Shit. <laughs> we we back. <laughs> and we are about to hop into to the Bell Collective. Um, Okay. I, I, I am very happy for Tambra, um, but I think she is being a raging hormonal piece of shit to Demond. And you having all of these rules about what he can and can't say in regards to the pregnancy. Meanwhile, you doing what you want to do, how you want to do it, and um, that seems a little bit unfair. Uh, this is both of y'all first child. I am quite sure this pregnancy means as much to him as it does to you it, that which y'all both being in y'all forties, having y'all first kid and things like that. And so, you know, all these rules and regulations while you, you move and how you want to move is, you know, it's a little bit unfair. Do you, you think know? some of that is like how, how in control she is on her personal I mean, not a personal life, but her professional life in terms of her career and stuff. Do you think that yeah, part she, of that is seeping over into, yes, into what's she, playing into this? She seems very controlling by nature. And I think people kind of overlook it because she got that annoying ass voice. Um, and, you know, is she doesn't come off very aggressive, but she's very controlling. You know, she she tries to control a lot, especially where it pertains to demand. She's been pretty controlling about you know, what she was, you know, she was claiming she was refusing to have sex with him because he hadn't proposed yet, even though they was living together and shit like that. Like, you know, again, I understand that how he feels about the pregnancy and how you feel as a woman carrying a child, those are two completely different things, but you have to allow space for him to celebrate and be happy when he's, when he wants to tell somebody close to him, you lambasting him and going off and shit like that, it's not fair. Why wouldn't he be excited? Why wouldn't he want to at least tell somebody? You told somebody. Yeah, I can, I would kind of understand it if it was just like, hey, don't like, don't, don't, don't let it spread to like these hating bitches that are my coworkers on this show. Like, I could understand that, but it does seem a bit uh, extreme to be like, you know, like Fort Knox, like lockdown clink clink about this. It 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 does again. It, it, I feel like it's a, an aspect of like her professional career where she, you know, is in control. She is very, um, <clears throat> what's the word I'm looking for? Um, orchestrated. Yeah, um, yeah, that's the right word. Very orchestrated in her and like how her life is and because she is a radio personality. Yes, so she she is orchestrated in how how she presents things. Yes, I, and, I and, feel the, like, and the image yeah. she put that she presents and the the yes. way she carries herself. Yes. Um, yes. But again, you know, I feel like this is the one time for flexibility because this is you and your partner celebrating, bringing, adding to your life literally with another life that you didn't think would be possible. 
Yeah. You know, this is this is y'all miracle. This, like, this is, is the moment to, to celebrate. And this is the opportunity to allow him flexibility. You are very well into your pregnancy. Y'all know the sex and the pregnancy is viable. And so allow some flexibility for him to show his excitement is is all I'm saying. It ain't like he finna go around telling damn Marie. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, exactly. Um while we are here talking about Tambra, I want to talk going. about Tambra and Aikisha. Here's the thing. I still don't see it for Aikisha, and I'm not going to see it for Aikisha because if, Jeremy, if I come to you and say, oh, friend, so let me tell you, I was going to create a group chat with me and, and Joe Schmo over there, and he was like, nah, don't create no group chat with Jeremy because I don't want to be in that shit. I got to give you some receipts, especially if you know you and Joe Schmo to be very fucking cool. True. As a matter of fact, you introduced me to Joe Schmo. You brought him into our group. So if I'm coming and telling you Joe Schmo talking shit about you and don't want to be involved, don't want to be around you, don't want to be friends with you, you going to be like, friend, let me, where the receipts on that? Because me and this motherfucker is supposed to be cool. So them doing that would pose a problem for me. And I want to go to the source head on with receipts in hand. <laughs> Candace, you know why I'm laughing because something just hit me. You know why I'm laughing. <laughs> mm, mm. <laughs> so, so when Tambra said, I don't know where that's coming from. I never said that. And I keep talking about, well, next time, don't sit up here and let nobody lie on you. She did say that they're lying. Right. She said it multiple times. She said, I never said that. And I don't know where they got that from. And for you to be Miss Big Boss Bitch Pussy Queen, you should have asked for receipts. And here's the, the other part that's fucking killing me. Why would you believe a bitch who is trying to compete with you professionally? Mm. You and Letitia is going after the same business, the same Fair Street project. Why the fuck would you believe Letitia over Tambra? And you don't even of like course, Letitia like that. Of course Letitia sees you as a threat. Your family name holds more weight than than her name does when it comes to things pertaining to, to Jackson and Fair Street. And you don't even like uh, Letitia like that. So I, again, I'm just trying to figure out what could Tambra have done differently where you would have said, okay, I believe you. Because she said, I never said that. She said, I don't know where that came from. I never said that. I feel like I keep you just trying to have a moment. She's just trying to have a moment because she don't have no fucking storyline. I don't know why she's still on this show. She's boring. She haven't had shit since she had hypertension. Yeah. And the best part about that was, you know, her husband be a president accountable for and supportive partner. But I don't feel like Tamra could have done anything differently for a different outcome because you didn't do your due diligence. Well, you, I would have went straight to Letitia and been like, Letitia, Tamra said she ain't say that. Do you have a text message where she said it? Well, I, what can you expect from someone who's friends with Marie willingly? Mm. To while we're, while, yeah, while we're here, so Again, I don't, if Cliff and Glenn want to be friends, because they birds of a feather. And this is why I don't understand why Letitia is going so hard to be enemies with Latrice when they married to the same nigga. 
if anything, y'all should be a support system for each other. <laughs> right. Y'all husbands are two peas in the pod. You you got a dark skin fuck nigga that look like Michael Jackson, yes. and you got a light skin fuck nigga that look like Michael Jackson. Y'all are quite literally married to the same fucking niggas. One just old and light skin, and the other one is yet less old and dark skin. That is. I was true. about to say. I'm glad, I'm glad you changed that, cause. <laughs> Because Lord like, knows it look like Lynn got one smoker's lung. I'm not going to hold you. For sure. So I just also, my other issue with you, Letitia, is you are the real super villain on this show. Because why would you take advice from somebody who don't, about Latrice, who don't like Latrice? Latrice could go out and feed a million homeless people. She could give everybody she know $10,000 to help with their life and their bills. And Marie would still find fault in Latrice. She don't like that lady. And here's the thing. I don't even have an issue with Marie not liking Latrice. There are just some people in this world, y'all will cross paths. There is nothing they have ever done to you that's inherently wrong. You just don't vibe with them and you don't fucking like them. Y'all just don't mix. Y'all oil and water. In this case, y'all sugar and shit. You don't, you don't go together. So I'm just having a hard time understanding why when you go around Marie, when you go around her scissor sister, Essie, why are y'all discussing Latrice? There is no reason for Latrice to be a topic of conversation considering two out of three of y'all don't fuck with her. And see, it y'all do shit like this, but then with the shot Pikachu face that she said to y'all co-workers. Yeah, yep. So it's just kind of like, I don't know what, what you expect um, from Latrice. And I'm glad to see that y'all kind of squashed it and hashed it out. But I just think, it says a lot about your character that every time you get around Marie and Essie or uh, so Gucci, that the main topic of conversation is dragging Latrice through the mud. And you sit there and you listen to it. Because if I'm going to be friends with this woman, or even if our husbands are friends, okay, I'm not putting myself in the middle of this. Nobody will ever be able to come to Latrice and say, yeah, me, me, Marie, and, and Letitia was talking shit about you. Ask Letitia what she said. She was right there when it was all said. No, you're not going to have an opportunity to put me in that bullshit. Leave me out of it. You don't fuck with Latrice, that's your business. Go talk to, go talk about her to other people that don't fuck with her. Go talk to So Gucci. But every time we get together, we're not about to sit up here and have a drag Latrice uh, marathon. To me, you you more you is you more two faced than any of the other girls. Oh, and it's 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 not even close. This is it's not even close. Like I probably well probably Marie. Like I I still think Marie is like you know I would say top tier villain on the show. But Letitia right behind. Yeah, absolutely. They they freaking frack. Uh huh. Yeah. One one is. One is one is more bolsterous with it. The other one is more sneaky. But they 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 both diabolical motherfuckers. Yep, I agree. And I don't understand for the life of me if you well I know the the, the answer because the teacher full of shit. But if your goal is to squash the beef, like I don't like how do like your so your question, Letitia, is how do I move forward with Letitia? I don't fucking know. Maybe talk to Letitia. 
I, I just, maybe talk to the source. Maybe get it from the horse's mouth. I just, you know, uh, huh? Is is the wheels turning up there, Letitia? Because, but again, I'll answer my own question. You don't really want to forge a relationship with that woman. You just want to. You want to fake play the middle. You want to be her friend so you can gather information, drudge up dirt and stuff to relay back to Marie to to fuel the fire of Marie not liking her and talking shit. And also um, that other lady who I will refuse to, to acknowledge because I need her and I need her, her crazy ass mama-in-law and her nigga off my goddamn TV screen. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna acknowledge them unless you want to talk about the cameras. Get them the fuck off my screen. <laughs> um, I I we we don't I don't really have anything for Marie because she doesn't have a storyline that does not include dragging and dogging Latrice out for any reason other than she doesn't have a storyline. We don't ooh, know ooh, 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 anything. Hold on. I was because we don't know anything about what's going on with her personal life. We don't know anything that's going on with her toothless ass mammy. We don't know anything that's going on with her and her health. All we know is that she spends her time in front of these cameras going after Latrice like an obsessed Stan. Give it a fucking break and get a fucking storyline. That's what you could do for us. And the bitch got me blocked on Twitter. So I know she didn't see my tweets. <laughs> the bitch got me blocked. So I know she didn't see my fucking tweets. And the bitch paid bots. She paid for bot services to tweet positive things about her. And all of the profile pictures is of white women. Oh, like, bitch, we see you. That's you crazy. a miserable ass, bad built ass, poor plastic surgery having ass bitch who sit up here trying to shit on this woman that's 10, 12 years your fucking senior when you got a son who can't wrap his dick up and stop making babies. Get you some motherfucking Wait, business. Because ain't Latrice younger than her? Yes, that's, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, she, Latrice younger than her. Like 12 years her junior, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, get a fucking grip. Which, uh, go, go teach your son about birth control and contraceptives. Uh, the other thing was I love how their um the project that Latrice and Marie was working on was like a center for like wasn't it was like a center for like kids um and young adults with like mental health issues and stuff and it's like I just find it funny how someone that specializes in mental health at your big ass age is so hell and bent intent on being a damn bully doesn't bullying affect mental health Marie. Mm-hmm. And your 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 old ass up here trying to bully and but and malign and degrade someone that's twelve years your junior. I just find it funny how. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. It's a, a, a nasty spirit that one. Yeah. Also, I don't need no fucking relationship or anything resembling a relationship book from Letitia. You are unhappily married to fucking Glenn. And you too coward and too pussy and too scary to divorce that motherfucker and go live your best life. I don't need nothing, nothing about relationships from you. You are damn near out of that mother with that man out of fucking fear and loneliness you being because kind. you want to have something to fall back on. I was about to say you being kind with them. Man. So no, I don't want to do this. Also, Marie showing up to an event for romantic couples with your scissor sister, but want us to believe you and that woman 
is not bumping coochies and starting a friction fire down there with them menopausal <laughs> pussies. <laughs> Y'all, you and Essie sitting up there bumping menopausal pussies, starting forest fires. Fucking weird. And then showing up late and acting like the main attraction, like Latrice said, you didn't show the fuck up dressed like a Christmas ornament. Mm. Sit the fuck down. Like, leave us alone, please. Please. Speaking of uh, leaving us alone, and this is, again, I don't want to even say the name, but this is all I want to address. Uh, the husband of uh, that lady, I didn't realize this until this episode and maybe this was a case of i need to stop watching these shows on youtube but from what i saw with my eyes that motherfucker has 2023 twat tatted up in his damn braid if uh, that if jj that, yes <laughs> if that in itself ain't enough to get them off my fucking screen carlos king what petition i need to sign who who do i need to like what what do i need to protest like what i get them off my damn screen that for that alone here's the thing i don't like so gucci so i don't give a fuck about his mama being a, a monster-in-law from hell <laughs> because you are the second wife-in-law from hell <laughs> and you keep up more shit than a little bit and like we said it just always reveals itself the hell raisers on these show because we always get an inside glimpse at their personal misery no wonder you was lashing out at Latrice and kicking up all this shit last season with Latrice. Your mother, your fucking mother-in-law is a fucking nightmare and there's nothing you could do about it. Marie Lonely, her and Essie rubbing clits till powdered milk come out. All right. Glenn and Letitia, they, they, I don't know why they married. He broke and she lonely. Y'all keep up a lot of shit because y'all miserable. Which I don't understand. How, Glenn, don't you, ain't you still driving trucks? How you broke? Truck drivers make good money. He too busy trying to be the star of this show. Yeah, he probably he, he probably couldn't on his hour trying to be a rapper. Goodbye. Listen, let's <laughs> move on. Let's, let's move on over to Love and Marriage Huntsville because Jeremy, boy, fuck you. <laughs> let, let me tell you something. I just want to say this. Carlos King when you brought Chris and Nell Fletcher in full-time this season, you did your big one. You did your big one. This was the one. This was, has been missing, okay? Much like we talked about with Sweet Tea and, and Monica, what I have loved about the additions to the shows this season is that these people are not posturing. They are not fabricating. They are being transparent. And this is why I feel like Chris and Nail have staying power because they are not doing what the Scots do. And I have not missed seeing them on my TV screen. Yeah, if anything, I'm if anything, I'm gonna hate that they're gonna be on our TV screen for the next episode based on the preview. Yeah, I've not missed seeing them because Marceau and Letitia and Maurice and Kimmy, I love Kimmy down, but she does it too. They do this thing where they try to pretend like they have these perfect marriages that don't have issues. And when we notice that there are some issues, they quickly try to act like, oh no, it's not that big of a deal. When Maurice was doing every interview in the world talking about how Kimmy don't give him no pussy and how it's just all in her mind and it's not her cancer that's messing with her libido and her, her treatments and this, that, and the third. And Kimmy came in defending him, 
Same thing with Letitia. She'd rather be blind than, than to be honest. So it is very hard to watch these couples because we know it's a lie. We know that there's a lot going on behind the scenes in their marriages. With Chris and Neil, I feel like they have been super transparent about the things that the dynamics with their kids and things that their kids are going through and things. And that makes them endearing. It makes them relatable. They have kids together and kids from other relationships and and there seems to be a kid that was a part of cheating, which is an outside baby, and they putting it all on the table. They're not hiding it. They're not hiding that there's some some tension between that outside child and everybody else. There's a son who can't stay out of legal trouble. I just I feel like they are a breath of fresh air because they're not posturing like the Scots do. And I felt like first of all. Uh, Chris Fletcher, that's a man. That's a man. Boy, he is fine. Ooh, he fine. That's a fine-ass nigga. He is as fine as Martell thinks he is. <laughs> Chris Fletcher is as fine as Martell Holt thinks he is. But even I, I, more I, so... I salute Chris for wearing clothes that fit. Because <laughs> <laughs> Lord knows Martell be trying to fit in a damn small. <laughs> Even even more so, I love the level of patience that Chris gives to his children, even when they showing their naked ass. In this episode, I was so glad to see a black man say, you might be dealing with depression because your habits and your behaviors are not healthy. You can't quiet your mind. You can't quiet your thoughts. You're not sleeping. You're up in the middle of the night just doing things, running from your problems. I want to help you. How can I help you? That was important to see. Yeah, he has a very he has a very calming tenor. Yeah, he does. Uh, he does. Ar- arguably to a fault, considering the yeah. part that we'll get to in a minute, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he has a very calming demeanor and mm. a very calming spirit, which it makes sense because Nail is a firecracker. Yeah, yeah. She is a firecracker. And yeah. I can see why the kids and the nieces and the nephews would rather deal with Chris than deal with Nail. I definitely see it. Um, so it's Tiffany and Kiki. Tiffany bring that baby everywhere so she don't get her ass whooped. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany bring that baby every motherfucker where so she don't get them paws put on her. Okay. Uh, I'm glad you said it and not me because I was thinking it. <laughs> That's why she bring baby ace every fucking where. She don't want to get she don't want to get beat up. Super cute baby. So first things first, Kiki extended Tiffany a lot of grace that in my opinion she did not deserve. I because agree. there is no way you can do an interview about me, claim how you better than me and you don't hang around people like me. Uh, you don't hang with people who are addicts and this, that, and the third whole time. You a bitch that cheated on her ex-husband and he ultimately went into a depression and ended up taking his own life. Well, I think what really ticked me off doing the first of all, bravo to 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 Kiki. I think that I think that the the transparency, the openness, the directness without being, you know, crazy, I think that is the best that we have seen of Kiki. This, this would be the Kiki that I would would have rather seen from the get-go. This the Kiki I wanted to see versus the one that threw a drink in Tisha's face. 
because they use and again again i understand why she threw that drink in her fucking face yeah and i'm not saying it wasn't deserved what i'm saying is once it happened they tried to spin it like she was crazy and unhinged and had no reason to feel the way she's been feeling yeah, yeah, which was my issue they, with it. Yeah, they totally used that situation to invalidate her feelings. Yeah. Did the, the Kiki that had this conversation with Tiffany made her points, let Tiffany know, hey, you don't know the dynamic between me and my cousin. And there was no reason for you to insert yourself when you did not know the dynamic. And there is no reason for you to run around screaming about being better than me because of my issues with addiction and so on and so forth. We are living in a time where drug addiction happens to people who you wouldn't look at and think they're drug drug addicts. You would be surprised how many functioning drug addicts you, you live your daily life around. I mean, I mean, if we want to have an open conversation about it, how many people are functioning alcoholics? Mm-hmm. So I mean, hey, uh, to in which like I think what like again, br- kudos and bravo to Kiki. What ticked me off about Tiffany, and I don't want to say I'm glad that she got a dose of reality when she had the conversation with Lewis, which we'll get to in a bit. But it's like, and I at one point I remember this because I took a note about it. Like she said in her confessional that. She is not, she she only matched the energy that she saw Kiki have and that she's not that type of person to go around bashing people and smearing people and this, that, and the third. And it's like, girl, you do realize we have tapes. That's been you since your inception on the show to the point where you got your own husband and some shit with some, the other cast and the other husband because you can't mind your goddamn business. Like, who, what, the, huh? <laughs> You trying to rewrite history and shit talking about you not that type of person. Yes, you are. If you we weren't that type of are. if you weren't that type of person, you and Kiki wouldn't be having this conversation right now. Period. If you weren't that type of person, Stormy wouldn't have had to check you about it to get you to have this conversation with Kiki. Yeah. So like, no, yes, it, it, it's you. you. You are this person. And 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 the reason that people have the opinions that they have about you, ourselves included, <laughs> is because of you. Literally, if you acted different since you can't, you and Lewis came on the show, we would not have these opinions about you. People wouldn't have these things to say about you. You wouldn't be having conversations where you have to make amends and move forward with people that you don't damn know. People wouldn't be, literally, speaking of, <laughs> you talking about matching Kiki, Kiki's energy, Kiki, uh, um, Stormy, and all the rest of the people on the internet and stuff and us. We are matching your energy because you put out nothing but bad energy since you've been introduced on the show, Tiffany. Yeah. And as adorable as little baby Ace is, he can't rebrand you from that. No, which is why you running off the show. I mean, since we're here, we might as well discuss it. Segway Jones. You you running off this show, okay? Running off the show uh, because you you don't like the things that people have been saying about you and it hurts your feelings. And this is the thing. You did it to yourself. You did it to yourself. You did it. You did it to yourself. You came on this show, first of all, feeling like feeling like you were better than these couples. You had everything in the world to say about Marceau and Tisha, Martel and and Mel, Kimmy and Maurice, and so on and so forth. 
you had everything to say about these couples. And when the mirror was held in front of you and Lewis, that y'all too had some very deep issues that needed to be ironed out, y'all ran and y'all tried to put a Band-Aid over a bullet shot by having a baby. And even now y'all seem to be struggling because Lewis is not present while you rear a newborn child. Yeah. You and had, I, I don't I, think, my bad. Go ahead, friend. No, and I think like, and again, not Lord forgive him. Not Lord knows I'm not trying to like absolve Lewis of not being there and not being as accountable and helpful as he could be. But just in this conversation, like when before they even had the baby, like it seemed Lewis was more concerned about the ramifications of it to the point where I mean, even in this conversation, she is now you know, experiencing, you know, postpartum and she's kind of in denial about it. And she was like that before they even had the baby. Like the fact that Lewis of all people being a man, like obviously like he not getting pregnant and having no postpartum, but him being like, babe, like there's health complications, you know, postpartum is a thing. And like she denying it, but now it's hitting her and it's like, is that, you know, and then like with his schedule, he's not going to be around you know as around and like she's not gonna slow down you know she she and we see that like she they have baby ace and yet she's still trying to keep the same lifestyle and work flow and work schedule that she's doing and all of that is compounding on her now and it's like all of that compound with the feelings that you have because of the energy that you've put out it's like at no point in time did you seem like you even you you had a moment of we need to slow down or took your husband's warning that y'all need to slow down and now everything is compounding at once and you can't handle it and like you said like you said can she kind of did it to yourself you kind of did kind of yeah, did like y'all did. didn't y'all didn't need to have a baby and again I'm not trying to resolve Lewis because Lord knows he could have said no like you you did not have to you even if your wife wanted a baby you did not have to have a baby to make your wife happy. Like you, you had a choice. So again, I'm not saying he is blameless at, at all in any of this. Uh, but yeah, this was not a time for y'all to have a baby. This was a time for y'all to slow down. This was a time for y'all to regroup. And y'all should have had this revelation that this show and reality TV probably was not for y'all long before you brought baby Ace into it. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say that, yes, I know that people like us, people who watch these shows, people that get our give our unsolicited opinions, people that podcast and do YouTube recaps and so on and so forth, that we can be relentless. Uh, we often don't give grace to these shows and people on them. Um, that's the nature of the beast with reality TV. However, I feel like people would have been kinder to Tiffany and Lewis had Tiffany and Lewis been kinder to the other couples and not so opinionated ju and judgmental. I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Because I'm, that that's you, what I feel cause, because... Because you know what? You know what? Not because y'all... Because you know, we got a perfect example. Tisha and, and Marceau. Like, if anything, I will say we are not kind to them more so be... Well, honestly, more so because of Marceau. But at the same time, like, the fact that we, as a collective, we have been harsher on, T on uh, Tiffany and Lewis when Tisha and Marceau are like right there, that says a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like that says a lot. Yep. Because Lord knows, 
you know, teacher, like them together as a unit aren't kind to people, hell, even each other, especially Marceau. Yet we have been harsher on Lewis and Tiffany when they write them. Like that, that's a sign that some, something has erred. <laughs> like, something has gone wrong. Yep, absolutely. And on the flip, we have been kinder to, let's say, Stormy and her husband. Because Stormy and her husband don't sit up and posture and judge the other couples in the way that Tiffany and Lewis did when they were introduced to the group. Yeah, agreed. Now, I do want to say I saw... Um, oh, wait. Did you want to go somewhere else, friend? Uh, did you want to discuss Chris and... Uh, Mar- Mar- yes. Yes. Okay. Um, before, Because I know where you're going with uh, Stormy and, and her husband. I, I know where you're going um earlier i said that i i do admire that chris has a very like calming and reserved you know demeanor and tenor that allows him to have you know great conversations with people and that's a great thing however <laughs> however to a fault because i'm sorry i i need a little toxicity when he had that conversation with martel because nigga 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 <laughs> Boy, the speaking of like people like us and podcasters and things that's you know saying unkind things, you know, I've been on record saying I'll beat Martel's ass. But the boy, the oh boy, 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 the moment he said, I don't care who it is, I'll check a woman, I would have checked the shit out, checked your goddamn chin, you bitch ass nigga. First of all, you had no reason to get lie loud and fly at the mouth with Nell because she didn't do anything to you. She doesn't have to pick a side between you and male. She is allowed to be supportive of male and things that are important to male. And that's just what it is. That is my issue with Martel. If he had it his way, this group would have iced male out a long time ago because she refuses to play nice with him while he is constantly being on bullshit. Nobody has to choose a side and, and y'all and your bullshit. Mel has not ever asked anybody to choose a side. When she saw how the Scots were coming when it came to Martell and shit like that, and they was moving funny, she removed herself from the equation. Same thing with Destiny. She removes herself. She don't make y'all choose. And y'all absolutely could be neutral. And you want to know what neutrality looks like? It looks like what Nell and Chris do. Because when you have had things, like when you had your Inez bullshit, Chris Fletcher was there. Mel wasn't talking about, oh, y'all shouldn't be going to nothing, supporting him, and da-da-da-da-da. No, she didn't give a fuck. That's my, that's my issue. Nell didn't disrespect you. She didn't say nothing out the way to you. Yeah. She I mean, opted to go to Mel's name changing ceremony, and it pissed you off. Yep. And you felt like you could yell at her and scream in her face and shit. Yeah, it pissed you off, and then y'all got to talking about why it pissed you off, which pissed you off even more. And that's when you got the hooting and hollering. And again, I it's it's Chris's tenor because Chris said it in an eloquent way, in a in a very eloquent way. It's like, was it disrespectful or was it real shit? And he said that. Well, he didn't say the shit part, but was it was it real? And that hit him. And that's that's where Martel can. The truth is, bitch ass nigga. Everything that is yoked, much like we said, with, kind of with Tiffany and uh, Lewis. Everything, it, all the hell that has come to your life is your fucking fault. It's the consequences of your own goddamn actions. 
And you 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 couldn't spell accountability if you saw the word in the dictionary and was following along with your goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. That is your problem. And you feel like you can talk. And especially in women's case, you feel like you can talk to women in that kind of way because ain't nobody popped you in the goddamn mouth. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because I, I love I, I love I love his like women shouldn't be disrespectful to men. Imagine a motherfucker. Hold on, let me sit up for this. Come on, let me sit up for this. Imagine a nigga who embarrassed his wife publicly for years, had a whole ass girlfriend while being married with an outside baby. Imagine that motherfucker saying women shouldn't be disrespectful to men. You bitch ass nigga, you got a lot of fucking nerve. Agreed. Agreed. Your audacity is about as big as your goddamn ear. Yep, absolutely. Before we go, I want to say I do not care about this bullshit with Tisha. You wanted to be a power power businesswoman, and that's where you at with it. And now you talk about you want to go back home to being a stay-at-home wife because life too stressful and life too this and life too that. No, this is what you signed up for. This is what you signed up for. Why would you want to go back to being a stay-at-home wife when that is literally what your husband been trying to get you to do and hold over your head? He been your biggest hater in being a businesswoman. I mean, like, not even that. It's just that success is stressful. Being successful at what you do, being a businesswoman, making business moves, making power moves, making money, being a millionaire, there will never not be stress. You wanted to keep up with Mel and you can't keep up with her. You don't have the team of people around her that she has. You quite literally have your jealous ass mammy and your stupid ass husband. You do not have a team of people around you who want to see you win. So it is very stressful because the only way you can win is if you ensure you win. You do not have people around you who going to help you get to the finish line and help you get the win. You just don't. Like Jeremy just said, your husband, your biggest hater. He a fat Juan Dixon. All right. Uh, Before we go, (laughs) I want to talk about the preview for next week, and I'm sure we're going to touch back on it. I hate when Marceau makes sense. It really pisses me off really, 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 really bad. Um, But points was made because in the scene, uh, Stormy's husband brings up the fact that Marceau called him Mr. Steele. And Marceau says, so you had a problem with me calling you Mr. Steele, but now with your wife disrespecting me, calling me 10 bitches and points was made, period. Points was made. Yeah. That's just just the bottom black ass line. And one thing I can say is that uh, he he took a dig at you. He didn't even take no digs at Stormy. He took a dig at you. He ain't disrespect Stormy. She was disrespecting he didn't even throw it back. He threw it your way. If you had a problem with the disrespect, you, sh- you should have addressed it then. Don't wait until all this time later to bring it up. Because your wife was really being disrespectful. I mean, not only that, it's also something... Not only that, I agree. In addition to that, nigga, you really upset that he called you Mr. Steele? Like, I... <laughs> what? <laughs> like, am I, am I tripping? Like, what? <laughs> like not for real like like friend like I- yeah like it's that's just one of them digs where like to me 
words have been said on this show. Okay. Hello? <laughs> like like just... this is this is one of those things where like you are feeling emasculated because your wife is the breadwinner and you're taking that out on Marceau. And that's a you problem, not a him problem. Right. Like I'm just saying like you call me Mr. Steel. I I guess. <laughs> I, 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 mm. It wouldn't have phased me none. You could call me whatever you want. You just don't call us broke. I, I, hey, listen. I, call us what you want, oh, but listen. don't call us. Don't call us being sued. I, listen, like you I, and yours. I, I have something controversial. Well, maybe not controversial, but yet brave to say. Uh, if I was married to Storm and hitting that every night, I wouldn't give a damn what you call me. I'm gonna just be real. Like I'm just. I'm. I'm being like. Say what you want to say about me, but at least our 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 business practices aren't always being called into question. I'm saying at least like, Canvas Beauty is not facing million dollar lawsuits. I just say, hey, hey. Call us what you want, but call us in the free and clear legally. Hey, that come on now. Hey. Can I get I'm a witness saying. somebody? I'm not, listen, I'll be like, hey, call me what you want. Have you seen my wife? <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. But, uh, Good luck, everybody. Well, that's it. Uh, we'll be back next week. We're going to be dropping it off. We're going to be talking. Love. <laughs> We're going to be talking about love after lockup. Make sure you subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash flawless noises. Subscribe to the Red Noise level. It gets you access to Ratchet Reloaded, which is the companion show to this show where we will be discussing uh, life after lockup. Because I don't know if you know this, Jeremy, but Quaylon and Chevelle is back. What? Oh, we are so fucking back. We are so fucking back. Yeah. Subscribe to the Patreon, niggas. We are so fucking Quaylon back. Quaylon and Chevelle are back, baby. We are so fucking back. Yeah. 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 Birdman hand rub. We are so fucking back. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Um. Yeah, so make sure you subscribe to the to the Patreon. Uh, we will be catching up on House of Villains. We will be uh, wrapping up Love After Lockup and moving over to Life After Lockup. Uh, it's guaranteed to be a doozy. I saw a preview. Shit was going crazy. Um, so yeah, you won't want to miss it. And with that said, we are out. Police uh, Navidad, niggas. It is the season. For your mama to be jolly. Uh, but yeah, we out. We'll be back next week. Peace.